Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen, to the deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following podcast contains mature language and adult discussions. Diaz and you were probably me fumbling the fucking camera. I was trying to bring up my Joey. Hold on a minute. I was going to start the fucking show and tell you. Don't worry about nothing, guys. Don't you worry about nothing. Where are we at? Here we go. You keep teasing. You're going to have me on as a guest. I never got a fucking phone call. I don't understand why. We were boys on the fucking set. You know, we smoked those fucking ropes. You go toe-to-toe with me anytime, motherfucker, but you don't call me to come on the show. I don't understand that shit. I'd have you on my fucking show, but I know you I know you want the big fucking bucks. I pay in edibles, bitch. And you don't roll with that either. You smoke your shit, so I don't know what to tell you. I'm waiting by the fucking phone now, all right? You call, I'll be there, all right? No problem. All right. Yes, Joey. Oh, it's good when Joey checks in. Nice, nice. Smell nice. him through the screen. Smell... The fucking weedage through the screen. <clears throat> well, this is a kind of an auspicious week, uh, Kevin, because you're going to be, uh, well, we're going to be live tonight telling everybody on ad-free shows to do the watch-along of some fun matches, including the Yeti, the Master Blasters, and maybe even a little Buck Zumhoff. We'll see what, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll keep you guys waiting uh, tonight at 9 o'clock. If you're listening on Monday on release day, that is the 27th, 
today. Um, but the reason this is auspicious is because you'll be doing your first appearance uh, in a little while. Yeah, since September. You'll be getting on a plane. Yeah. Uh, are you um are you cautious? Are you trepidatious? Are you excited to oh, get no, back I, out? Oh no, I, I absolutely don't want to go. <laughs> um, but don't you think uh, that once you do that, it'll it'll be yet another um, another impediment that you remove from the process. Well, I mean, I didn't want to train legs today either, but I brought my ass to the gym, you know. So. Well, but there's a lot of emotional stuff uh, attached to this, right? Leaving. Leaving yeah, home. yeah. I mean, it's. It, it. I. I have to take the. I have to take a step outside of my, this, four month comfort zone that I've. Uh, put myself in. So. I saw a, a tweet that you sent, or maybe it was a Insta something where you said you were feeling like you were kicking out finally Slowly. it was a rather lovely photo I'm, I'm feeling that maybe there was some filtering happening you look like your complexion was like cindy fucking crawford in the thing um but you you talked about feeling like you were kicking out a little which is a positive you know it's funny um yeah I, I, I'm, a, I'm a handsome guy did you have some work done for this photo what what happened no, there was this this fucking uh, app on my phone, and it said it was I don't know what it was, but I could they, they, you could use it for fucking free for like one time, so I, you could go to all these different settings, and I picked um, what, what was it like movie star, and I when I say Lonnie when Anderson, I, when, maybe. I, when I hit movie star, that's what it gave me. It made me look like that. So, yeah, figure I, I, I left it. Yeah, I don't have a fucking wrinkle around my eyes. <laughs> but um, so the so but the what well, my point was the the kicking out comment. This is all maybe kind of funneling toward you getting out of the house, doing some appearances, meeting well, yeah, the that's general why, public. I mean, that's why I did what I did with that that shot because. God forbid if fucking somebody was to get close up of what I look like, they'd be like, I don't want to go see that motherfucker looking like that. <laughs> fucking car- look like Karloff today. <laughs> so all the guys with belts will feel that they're going to meet a very, uh, a very touched up and rather lovely looking Kevin Nash. At, look, uh, and I, my, my, I haven't seen the sun in four months. I haven't been outside in the sun, nothing. Really? Yeah. No. I've been this white since I was born. Well, you'll give us a full report. I hope it goes well. Yeah. Um, Worst case scenario, man, it's just, you know, bail. It goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, if if it's a positive and you come back and felt good to get your toe in the water again, then we'll talk about some live shows again maybe and some live click this is. Yeah, but I've got, I've, I've got, once I get through this one, I've got like two or three a month for up until May. And then I think at that point, I know Tamara's taking a cruise with her girlfriend for a couple of weeks. So I'll be hanging out watching the dog. So. 
So it sounds like our appearances are going to be at your house. So we're just going to invite people over. Yeah, that, uh, that, that'll happen. Follow the D- Daytona police cruiser, uh, and uh, you'll find uh, Kevin's house. Um, but anyway, I think it's a good thing, Kevin. I, I think that uh, on, a, on, a, on a serious note, you do kind of eventually have to see the sun, to use a metaphor. And um, But the thing is, I don't need to. You don't... Do you always know what you need? Does one always know what well, one the reason, needs? The reason I go... Okay, let me put it this way. I, I don't mean I, money. I don't mean money. Well, I, I'm just saying, though, that that's how I'm... If I'm leaving my home, I'm going to work. And my upbringing is, if you're going out the back door to go to work it's to get paid it ain't to i don't i don't do charity bullshit none of that i'll write it i'll write a fucking check well you do this show <laughs> but yeah. but yes of course you're going to be paid and you'll be paid your your fee but i'm saying the need not from that the need to be among your fan base, well, I don't know. Are, maybe it's not. Maybe maybe it's I, not. I mean, and those things are. are I mean, they're fucking. It, it's not. People think that uh, interacting with human beings for five hours, especially when you haven't, you know, interacting with with human beings for five hours, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Fuck, man, I'll be exhausted. Yeah, but ho- hopefully. Uh, a, a sense of normalcy. And last time, the last time I did, the last time I did Pensac- Pensacola was with Scott. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's just it, it's it just never ends. It just <laughs> no. never fucking ends. You know. Uh, well, at least I know a great sushi place downtown. So good. <clears throat> if, if the storms didn't destroy it or. We have a live audience. I should tell everyone listening tonight is one of the nights that people get to watch us record our show live. They get to sit in our production meetings. If you want to be a part of that, you should join ad-free shows. Uh, Our our uplifting production meetings where we go over all the successes that our show has had recently. And uh, Josh, Henny, shouts you out. Baby Steps, Big Kev. We love to be Kevin's charity case. Grass from Mark. So, if you want to be part of the folks that are sending in these comments, do so on it. No, I, 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 it's not like I don't. I don't sit in my house with fucking shoe boxes, not shoe boxes, but uh, Kleenex boxes on my feet, and you know, <laughs> watch fucking Ice Station Zebra over and over like Howard Hughes. And, you know, I, Let I me see your like, fingernails. <laughs> All right, I go to okay. the I, I go to the gym every day. I you know. I just, uh, I don't know. It's like, it, this is comforting too. It's nice to fucking like really know what's, you know, because they, people always say, oh, you only are, I can't believe that you're only listening to broadcast news as your only source of news. Man, I've been down so many fucking rabbit holes on, on so many different venues to, to get information. 
And the one thing I'll say is this. Everybody's got an opinion. Nobody's opinions fucking match up. You can punch holes in everybody's shit. It's like, I, I just don't have, I don't care to be, like, I don't need to be right. You know, I don't need to be right. When people come back and they'll say something, uh, 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 what that actually was. Like the guy that's, I, I said something about casualties of war. And um, some guy said, no, that was platoon. I said, no, there was a rape scene in platoon. And Charlie Sheen breaks it up. The fucking plot line of casualties of war was they raped the the, the girl right and he went back to the fucking that was the uh, michael j fox one right with the, yeah, 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 yeah. He, i said that was that i said it's the difference between a scene and the plot line so how about doing me a favor and shutting the <laughs> fuck up because you don't know dick you haven't even seen the other movie probably so just shut the fuck up because that's what I do. If I don't know, I don't guess. It's, it's not fucking match game. Just shut the fuck up. You sent me on this rabbit hole last night with uh, oh yeah Peter Zahan. The uh, he's like a what do you call him? geopolitical analyst? Yeah, geo, yeah. And uh, so I learned why China has less than ten years left as a civilization last night right. on I, Rogan's I, show. <laughs> yeah, but it was good. It was. It's 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 and it's well thought out and well played, except how many fucking fist fights has that guy been in? Well, because yeah, it, it, today in the competition for ideas, you have it. Well, listen, he's very. This isn't just like news bite spewing. I think the clip I saw was about forty minutes. Uh, on on Rogan. Then there was another one uh, that I watched him on. It was an hour and nine minutes. So these are very in-depth discussions. If you're it's used unbelievable. to the, the very cursory kind of delivery, snippet delivery on the cable, the cable news channels, this is a few. But what I do enjoy about it, and I like listening to Rogan anyway, but um, it's a real discussion. It's it's real talk, and and this dude, this Zahan guy, he's got he must be impossible to live with, just with all the fucking data that he's got and all the he was Ugh. in the China. I don't want to go into the whole thing, but in the China episode, he starts with Rogan just asks a simple question. He goes, "When you say they got less than ten years, what are you talking about?" And that's it. He's off to the fucking races, and uh, it uh, it yeah. starts with the with with the ageism and like the the you know how we had the baby boomer. I won't call it a crisis, but the baby boomer it was. spike here and and the taxing it, it, of the system. But it was yeah, it was a crisis because we didn't have the infrastructure, we didn't have the school systems, we didn't have the hospitals, we didn't have housing. I mean, it was you know everybody came home and and you know like and I, I made reference to this is our population increased by a third. Right. You know that's huge. And China was one. He's, I think he said one decade behind on that, and they're hitting it now. And so it's going to, the weight's going to fall on all, and there's not enough young people in the workforce. By, by the way, they over, he said they overcounted their population by like 100 million or something like that. Yeah. 
So all of their statistics, and they were, you know, they did the one child thing for a long time. They don't have enough people to support. Do you remember th- what it's going to cost? There for a while, these people that there age were out. that there were several different specials that they showed these gigantic, the size of Seattle cities that they had built that not a human being lived in. Malls with fake Nike signs. Mm. And it was, and what I was, what I took from that was because you can't have uh, investments in China, you can, you can invest in real estate, you can invest in, you know, the mother country. So, and lately I've been watching on Instagram and it looks like fucking somebody decided to like restart Vegas. I mean, it's fucking imploded building after imploded building and it's like a, a block of 10 go, then a, another, then another. So, and, and no matter how you look at it, there was, there, there was absolutely uh, economic growth due to that construction. Mm-hmm. So if, you, if that, you know, now it's, it, it, that's gone. So, I mean, they're For a stretch, shit. it was one of the, it was one of the biggest growing, fastest growing cities in the United States. And, um, I don't know, the, the, the plateau, I don't know county-wise what, it, kind of a weird layout there, right? Because you've got your, the insular city, but then it just kind of, the rings started expanding out around it, and it uh, it was massive. I mean, the the spread was massive over the last twenty years, and um, so you're saying because of the the slowdown in physical growth, yeah, because they it's, it's taxing the, the the workforce. It's they've got the, the if you look at the uh, statistics. Uh, it's 1.2 male to every one female, which doesn't really do well for for population. Oh, you're in, chi- in China. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the other thing too, and he was talking about this with the one-child law. That, I, I'm talking about these. Sean, these cities are everywhere in China, and they're. I mean, they're. I'm saying they're the size of Seattle. And there's nobody that's ever lived in them. And they just imploded like a bunch of them in the last two or three years. It's unbelievable. And I'm just like, how does that, how do you fucking fudge that in your books? Unless you're. you're, Well, it was like he said, they, they, uh, there you go. There's the one guy that lives there. They call him the Omega Man, Charlton (laughs) Heston. (laughs) Fucking Charlton Heston. I thought you were talking about Vegas proper, which is which is a different story. The, no, I, no, it's, the, I mean, it's, it, 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 it's just unbelievable. And you look at these things, and you say, like... How do you miscount your population by 100 million people? Uh, Was it falsified data to... Uh, at, at 100 million? Come on. Yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, and then the, the male-to-female me personally... Ratio. Me personally, I just want 11,383 votes. That's all I'm looking for. Just looking for. I'm looking for. I'm not looking for 100 million. 
I'm looking for 11000 and change. Go find them. So, that's just me. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, feedback from last week. Let's hear what are on people's mind. Uh, what's on Thomas Johnson's mind is he says these shows have become... Um, therapy to add on to my real therapy since episode one I've been on the journey uh, week by week I take something away to apply to pressuring myself thank you fellas and fans are grateful for you guys much love thank you Thomas uh, Thomas I, I think that I, I think that it's uh, mutual I think that uh, the uh, mutual uh, therapy uh, society yeah I think it is the mutual mutual therapy society Dwayne Menzies. I tell says, you one. I tell you one thing. My fucking big ass takes a fucking Xanax, and I don't. I don't have any uh, any problem with my diction tonight because my brain is slowed down. There's, I, for the record, there's no stuttering. I'd like to point that out. Uh, no, somebody said somebody said the other day that like it bothered me, and I'm thinking to myself. You really think that they said I was? What was the other one? The guy said I was breathing really loud during the. Uh, oh, during a spot, right? During a commercial, like during a the backyard commercial. butchers. Yeah, <laughs> you you come down here, motherfucker. Wash your car. I don't know where you live. Probably up there when I where I watch El Roker go. And if you're out here, fucking if you're outside for fucking a minute, you die. It's already fucking 85 down here. You wash your car, by the time that fucking gimmick at the end, that's, that the soft one that dries your shit, by the time that motherfucker's off and you pull out, you stop at that stop sign, you got pollen on your shit. I mean, <laughs> fuck. Unbelievable. I can't, listen to this. That ain't coke, man, that's fucking pollen. Yes. I mean, it's just like, Jesus. You know what make you feel better? A Buddy Rich solo. Don't you think? Don't you think it's time for a Buddy Rich solo? Only if he'd fucking... I, I wonder if he'd fucking be able to stretch my prostate and fucking bang on it. If anyone could, 
Oh, that right there would be perfect. A little massage. A little needle. Bend over. Buddy, I'm almost there. I smell clams. Bend <laughs> over. Feeling it, Kev? You feeling it, Kev? I'm almost there. Let's go, buddy. Blue chew. Right there, I wanted to hear some. I wanted to hear Eddie Eddie Van Halen cut in. Oh, let's see. Uh, who are we here? Jerome Manley says the moment you get Kevin's sense of humor, the laughter's contagious. So, in other words, don't wear your seatbelt. Go through the glass. Take a fucking traumatic brain injury. You're fucking on encore with me. <laughs> You're right on par with Big Kev. T- you know, tonight, tonight's show is about as anti-Sorkin as any show we've ever done. <laughs> we'll see. It's it's early. We've already had a good soundtrack, courtesy of uh, the greatest one of the greatest drummers to live. Yeah. Um, and, Xanax and is kicking. Yeah, Xanax is is definitely kicking. We're off the stuttering. Get to that nine billion in just a little bit. Uh, but Jerome, I will say that yes, Kevin, uh, Kevin's a unique. Uh, a unique personality. That's why the podcast works. He's a unique personality. And yeah, the minute you get a sense of humor, it all seems to work. Will Verna says, Zamboni driver in Boston here. Had to chime in about drummers. And yes, Buddy Rich is God. Neil Peart and obviously Bonham. Uh, as far as more modern, it's hands down Danny Carey from Tool. He's head and shoulders above everyone else. Honorable mention, Vinnie Paul uh, from Pantera. Always love the show, fellas. Kevin, keep going, man. Forgot to mention Bill Ward. I'm, I put that note in. I didn't mention Bill Ward a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about great drummers. And that Sabbath sound was, was huge. They were like fucking cannons going off before Oz and uh, Geezer and Tommy. We used, to have a, we used to have an ongoing thing, me and T, every time we heard the, the, the song Crazy Train. And we always tried to picture if Ozzy Osbourne is fucking basically on the PA system and he's telling you that fucking they're going off the rails on his crazy train, what kind of trouble are you in at that point? <laughs> I mean, is, is, could that be as, as bad as it gets? Hey, this is Ozzy, and, and, and we're going off the rails. Yeah. Whoa, fuck, when, man. When Ozzy says, this shit's getting fucking bad now. <laughs> Take his word for it. Yeah. Yeah, East Palestine bad, Dom. You got that. <laughs> oh. Fucking hell. User ID uh, says, literally in tears laughing at the point where Kevin stated he didn't want to play the Guess the Wrestler segment after calling Nails a pedo. The podcast truly makes a Monday. Thanks, you guys. 
Uh, you know, I wish I could read all these. It's such such great feedback we get. Positive. Love that somebody put over the what what worker game. Like Locomotive Lung, who says, can't wait for the next Watt Worker segment. You only have 10 minutes, Locomotive, for that. Best segment, Kevin. Best segment, he said. Locomotive Lung. Apologies to Nails, he said, but that's a solid guess based on the evidence. It's not. The guy wasn't a pedophile. It was horrible. No, but the wrestling part of it, he's saying, that that was... A, what was oh, it? I'm... Nails' name was Kev- Kevin Kelly? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, I remember when the Steiners first came up to uh, WWF, and they were in Green Bay, and I, I guess they they did something. They fucked nails. Either he came back positive on a piss test or something, and fucking he 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 yelled out really loud. He tried to grab my cock. And it was just it was just him and Vince in the room, and they came in, and he was. Ch- he was choking Vince out. Oh yeah, I, re- I know about that. Yeah, and this is like the Steiner's first night. I, I, I'm talking to Robbie. I'm like, "Hey, Robbie, how's your first night?" He's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I said, "What, are you what was on? that? What was that? It was over pay. What what was that over? I, I either pay or they are they are they are they you know he he was uh, dirty and they they took him on the smoke. Uh, yeah, but why go after Vince for that? You fucked up. Crazy. Crazy one. Hey, guys, need to call a quick time out here. Wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling my listeners over at OU didn't know for a while now about all the cool things happening over at adsfreeshows.com. An all-new mailbag series debuts later this month on ad-free shows as we pick the brain of a man who has spent 40-plus years in the wrestling business. Longtime WCW and WWE referee Nick Patrick answers your questions. And Kurt Angle. We can't hear on it. Or me no, or no, it ended up being my own blood. Austin had, had had the title, it had the jagged edges on it, right? And they had a deal where where uh, uh, Angle pulled me in and I took a belt shot. A little bonus content comes your way, courtesy of the Kurt Angle Show. A dream match became a reality back in 2016 as Kurt Angle squared off against Cody Rhodes on the Independent. For the first time, Kurt watches back his match against the American Nightmare. This kid's really talented. He's selling the ankle here on the leapfrog, went down on it awkwardly. He's outside the ring talking to the referee. This is, like you said, all part of the match plan. Hey, start to show that weakness in the ankle. Yeah, yeah, this was uh, his idea to make it look like he hurt his ankle so that when he did lose, (laughs) he had something to gripe about. Ad-free show members have chatted one-on-one with AEW stars like Eddie Kingston, Dax Harwood, Ricky Starks, and many more, including a recent live interactive session with Renee Paquette. He still continues to do that. He's on commentary in AEW. Um, So I think it was cool for him to kind of put on that analyst hat and get to kind of test out those waters a little bit. But end of the day, it was a thing that I think made him feel like, you know what, wrestling can be okay again. I can have fun in the wrestling space again, and and now we have CM Punk Wrestling, so you're welcome. That's just a small taste of what we got waiting for you. With four levels to choose from, see for yourself why Ads Free Shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adsfreeshows.com. The real D. Cobb uh, is pointing out to me, uh, he says, near Roswell, Sean, 
do you realize that Roswell is in is in southern New Mexico, right? It's like a 13-hour drive from Nellis Air Force. I must have said that the Roswell incident was near the Air Force Base, uh, Area 51, where it was housing the wreckage from that. So, Okay, so nearest Air Force Base, can I say that? Would that be correct? It's not like the Roswell incident sent the fucking debris to Brazil. It was a fucking state away. It wasn't nearby. How about that? How about that fucking thing I sent you the other day? Oh my god! What? There was a. Uh, it's on uh, Insta. I don't know where you could find it. What? What the the thing was? It's a car passing in the opposite direction of a of a of a, of a, a flatbed. And that was. A, I guess it was a tra- It was a trailer, yeah, right? It was yeah. pulling. I don't know how to describe what it was. It was like a half, half a half a disc. Metal disc, massive. Wasn't wasn't some uh, communications? It I'm was, gonna say it was a weather weather device. Shit. <laughs> a slow moving, high altitude, undetectable weather device that went down somewhere. I looked. I saw that, and I said, "What the fuck?" Come yeah, I mean, it looked legit. I mean, the guy was just yeah. on the road and just. Then again, who knows? Maybe Universal Studios has got some new fucking UFO thing, and they, they, they send. That was always one of the things. I know I've said it before, but so you you buy a a, a mobile home, and you you put it out on your on your property. You get a forty mile an hour wind, and that fucking thing is destroyed. You take half that motherfucker. Put cellophane on one side of it that's open. Drive it down the highway at 80 miles an hour. That motherfucker doesn't get touched. Like, what's the physics on that? It has to. It has to like get into the soil of Kentucky first before it turns into a fucking a piece of shit. Exactly. Yeah. But and I I don't know why I said Kentucky. I just I, I, my mom was born there. Just so pulled it, was, it out of the blue. Well, it wasn't it wasn't like I I just remember going to my mom's uh, to Paducah, which she actually lived in Ledbetter, but uh, Paducah was the biggest. And there was let's just say there wasn't really strict zoning back in the <laughs> early '60s, so. Hey, your buddy Sizemore's in the hospital. Did you hear? Yeah. Doesn't look good either. Fuck, man. Aneurysm. Yeah. And uh, has anything changed? It's been no. two days, right? Talking about a guy that can talk 1977 NBA hoops. That motherfucker. Him and I sat down one the first, first night we met, and we were talking. What was he, the film? Oh God! We, we, straight to, we did two straight to DVD. I think one was called Blood Circus, and one was called. I know we covered it in another episode. Yeah. Doesn't mean we won't talk about it again. We're it, was great, it, was great, it was great. It was great. It was great. It was great working with him. Yeah. The thing was, is, you know, he was going through a lot of problems, personal problems. But just you know, Detroit guy, and just sat down and just we just it was like two Detroit guys talking. Next morning, he had, they sent me up to get him. You know, it's, you know, he's got a couple of got a couple of hookers in the room. You know, oh, did he? Yeah, and I used to, and I always had um, some uh, because I was still working. I always would have eight Vicodins. Uh, I can't take them, but 
if you get fucked, I'd rather have a Vicodin to take than fucking, you know, going up to CVS and getting in a leave. And they were always scripted. And this motherfucker was jonesing, man. I said, hey, I said, uh, you want a couple of Vikes? I got him I got him some coffee and a Vike, and he took a shower, threw the broads out, and I, I showed up to set with him. We were supposed to shoot at like 8 a.m. It was like 2 in the afternoon. But I was I was the hero. But you were the you were the Tom Whisperer. Yeah, I was, I was the hero. All right, fuck man. And the thing was, he fucking got out. They fucking he he, he looked at his sides. They fucked around, put some a little bit of makeup on him. He went out fucking first scene, just boom, nailed it. Just nailed bam. it, right? That's the yeah. Thing. And that's why guys like him and Downey Jr., who was always known to have issues, but. He, he did the work. They made the day. It was never, like, a problem. And I guess that's a worse problem sometimes because it doesn't force anybody's hand to uh, to put him in a program or something. I had a call to replace him to do uh, ADR for, for him. For uh, He was in jail i guess at the time it was after that weird thing where he broke into the house wonder boys i think it was called the michael douglas thing Mm -hmm. it was just a few lines i would have had to do to replace um but um but they let him out they they like fucking put him in the shackles he went to the studio did his six lines into the mic and he went back to jail that's hollywood prison for you but uh, okay so best wishes to sizemore i hope uh yeah please time get well I hope uh, it goes a different way. Talented motherfucker. Yeah, troubled. Uh, but ta- what was that series? Didn't they do a series on VH1 about him? Yeah, it was with him and Heidi. It was like deconstructing his. Uh, it was the site. Was it was based on Sizemore, but that was like, he was with you know it was during that Heidi Fleiss and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, all right, so hang I've in there, never Tom. In Tom my, it's crazy. You know, I've never been able just to I know I guess I've never been an addict number one so that's probably plus one um but I've just never been able to just like like not get up like there's no I mean I might fucking if if, if partied hard and I might not get out of bed till you know three o'clock in the afternoon but I'm getting out of the bed I'm taking a shower, I'm going downstairs, and I'm going to immediately start taking some kind of hydration to see if I can get hydrated enough to get a workout in before the day is over. Because I've got 24-hour gyms and everything else. It's just like I always, if I fuck up, I'm always trying to save that next day. Like, because I, I know I got my workout in the day before. Boom, and it's like, let, let me see if I can save today. Like, today I... Had a bunch of shit I had to do. I was trying to, you know, come up with some ideas, some some ideas for this. Went I well. Said, oh, I mean, just we've got too much. But um, <laughs> I did, I did, I did, that's all, folks. Um, but I've just never had, you know, and to see those people that just go on these five and six day benders, it's just like fuck. Like, I could never, if I was hungover, the last thing I wanted was fucking alcohol. Mm. 
and Scott was a, Scott was the complete opposite. Right. But he'd that's wake, an addict. That's... He'd wake up and we'd get on a plane, man, and he'd be like screwdriver. Double like, du- double screwdriver with a splash. And he and he would fucking kick out. What stretches was Scott straight? Like what's the longest that you were around him where he didn't touch he anything? He wasn't I mean he wasn't it was not a not at all uh our first run in WCW when we were Oz and Diamond Stud, we smoked pot. We didn't even drink. Mm. Uh, then when we went to, uh, he 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 went a year earlier than I did to WWF and did the Razor gimmick. Scott, of course, they they took the smoke away. So that's when everybody went to alcohol and pills. Mm. Because there's just no way you can work 300 days a year on IcoPur. So. Oh, you remember IcoPro, huh? Yeah. Did you have to take that shit? We didn't have to. It was fucking free. Right. When you ain't getting paid dick, a free protein drink tastes pretty fucking good. <laughs> it washes down those bologna sandwiches pretty I good. I always huh? thought that they, that they didn't market it right when... It was fucking Uncle Ed's ass was the flavor, but who, who am I? Uh, who am I to say? They should have just gone with strawberry. You yeah, think, right? yeah, chocolate, yeah. <clears throat> chocolate mousse. Um, but so that was the, that was the one time, yeah, the longest was, time that you knew and, that. And then that, and before, and, and, and then when he was Razor, though he wasn't like we'd get fucked up here and there, but man, we had we. Scott was going fucking, you know, 25, 30 every night with Shawn Michaels. And they were tearing it down. So, I mean, they just, you know, we just drank beer. We weren't drinking liquor. We were drinking, you know, we'd get a couple of cases of beer, put it on ice, and drive to the next fucking town and talk business. And it was, we were all... We, but that wasn't the Soma era? It, it got towards, I would say... By the time I was the, by the time I was IC champ, the fucking Somers were pretty. Somers had made the. Uh, made when did you fall asleep on the speaker at the club? Literally, the speaker blasting. That was in Israel. Oh, it was overseas. Okay. Yeah. But that era, the 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 title run. Yeah, but between the. It was like my, my triple crown year. I was, I, and you know the thing with my my wife told me like she said with the soma she said you gotta, you know. And I woke up at fucking the, the Diamondbacks baseball game and, you know, it was my wife, me, and one guy still fucking <laughs> behind home plate fucking in in the sweeping stands, sweeping. <laughs> my wife did the he's diabetic, and I fucking I just I went home. Fucking dumped what I had in my fucking pouch, went underneath the sink, looked at those motherfuckers, and said, Phew. and I had big jars that I'd fucking, you know, had guys smuggle up from Mexico, and I, and I, I dumped, you know, a hundred at a time. I was, I was back there for about six hours. No. Were they the same uh, potency when you when you got no, the... No, fuck no, man. You could you could take six of those Mexican ones on a Thursday night and 
get nothing and take four the next night. <laughs> Gone. Fucking, yeah, it'd be like, like somebody fucking shot you in the back of the fucking head. Mm. Yeah, not exactly quality control, but, you know. Two, two, well, that was a... Two, two bucks to Soma, you can't fucking bitch. You can't go wrong. No. That was, um, let me tell you, all all this talk, $9 billion, $8 billion, whatever, gets, gets me excited talking about money, but not nearly as excited as when I think about backyard butchers and the meat, the meat that I get. <laughs> the meat. Give us some breathing. That made the spot for somebody this week. As if he could smell it on the grill. Luke, I'm your butcher. I'm your butcher. <laughs> <clears throat> quality steak at last, guys. Free shipping, quality steak, period. Backyard Butcher's restaurant quality steak boxes are now available online. Get steakhouse quality bulk meat specials responsibly sourced from American farms delivered right to your door. And right now for a limited time, Backyard Butcher's is offering our listeners 15% off Plus free shipping, plus four free ribeyes for life with every subscription. Imagine opening up that box of quality steak, being able to recreate the steakhouse experience right there in your backyard at less than grocery store prices. That's exactly what you're going to get when you order from Backyard Butchers. I got my box. I knocked out those uh, filet mignons the first week, had the burgers the second week. I actually still have a couple of steaks upstairs, the ribeyes that i got to throw on. Uh, tremendous. Um, you, if you cut out the middleman, um, those grocery stores, you're going to get American beef, pork, chicken, sourced from farms all across the heartland of America, and cheaper because you've cut out the middleman. That's what this is about. They're safely packaged, delivered to your door in an eco-friendly, insulated box. Their boxes are packed and uh, specifically designed to keep your meat within the optimal temperature range. They've studied this. They know what they're doing. There are no memberships or subscriptions necessary. You can, if you choose to subscribe, you can cancel at any time, but try them once and you're going to want to subscribe, okay? And we're going to help you for a limited time. Backyard Butchers are offering listeners of the podcast a special introductory deal. Get that 15% off, free shipping, and four free ribeyes for life with every subscription, okay? Don't wait. Go to BackyardButchers.com and use promo code CLICK, K-L-I-Q. Get 15% off your order, free shipping, and four free ribeyes for life. BackyardButchers.com, promo code CLICK. Thank you, Backyard Butchers. That was your crazy train. You know what was a crazy train this week? Our president took a 20-hour train ride Mm. into the Ukraine. This motherfucker is like born. And not Matt Bourne, I'm assuming. No, he doesn't have makeup behind his ears. This is this is Jason Bourne, this motherfucker. So the the first story comes out about this. Granted, I'm not up fucking milking the cows, so I'm I'm not I'm not getting the the six a.m. fucking call on this, but it's clandestine. This has not been done since Lincoln slash FDR, but Lincoln, you know, taking the train and FDR taking the the, uh, the flights to meet with Churchill to uh, 
plan for the demise of the uh, the German Empire. So these two, you know, side by side, these just clandestine fucking journeys. And, you know, I'm like, fucking Biden took a 10-hour fucking... God, man, that's pretty fucking ballsy. It's not like fucking, like, anybody says, you know, we, we, we're going to fucking have to make a run for it. Not like that motherfucker with that Gates going anywhere. You better put him on a fucking stretcher and pull him. So, uh, then as the day goes on, I hear... And, of course, they uh, talk to the, uh, you know... Smarting the Russians up that Biden was on the train. I'm like, what? What do you mean they smartened it? But so, in other words, the clandestine train that the, the Russians were told about. They're told about, like, hey, if, 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 we know you're not real good at your fucking uh, logistics of fucking where you land shit. So please don't hit this fucking train because we got a, we got three submarines just right off the, <laughs> off your fucking coast. Waiting to fucking dump Triton missiles fucking all day long. So, I wonder if that's one of those uh, rules of of well, you can't call it a war. Rules of conflict where you've what, got to. I think it's called a, a rule of work. Brother, mm. brother, oh, don't br- brother, don't grab my left ankle. It's fucking sore. Gotcha. Make sure the butcher for Sean uh, would be mad to pull the right one, Kev. Right. So, the, so the, the, Biden's just, on this train. Yeah, Biden. So then, we get to Kiev, and as they're marching around, you know, and seeing everything, and blah blah blah. Oh my God! Can you imagine what are the chances that the air raid signal is blaring the whole time, but nobody's selling it? We're supposed to think in our in our subconscious. We're supposed to think, "Wow, it's so every day around here with these air raids that they just they're no selling." It's it. part of the day, right? And it's like, no, fuck that. That air raid. Like, hey, uh, don't be alarmed. We're gonna fucking put, for, for effect. We're gonna put the air raid on. You know, that's exactly what that is. Mm. Then we go to back to, to take the, the clandestine return ride to Warsaw in front of 30,000 people looks like a fucking a, a cut screen from a fucking cut scene from a fucking video game by Biden's arrival in in Poland he, and he fucking he, he hits a home run fucking at the same time Putin's fucking hitting a home run with 53 standing ovations and I'm thinking to myself, like... It's like building an angle, right? Yeah. Like, they they, they did it perfect. It was The only thing missing was Gene in the middle doing the face-to-face. I mean, I was just like... It's... I mean, we're joking about a lot of it, but it's a fucking mess. Right? Oh, I mean, Russia has declared war on us. As far as Ukraine goes, Crimea's just gone, right? We were talking about this earlier. So yeah, this is just like, it's not I, the I, fight I, for Crimea. It, it's it's preserving what's left. I can't see him getting Crimea back. And the, I mean, uh, the, the, the troops were, were down to uh, desperate measures in, in the Ukraine here, right? Uh, what What's the statistic you saw on the... The fighting life of a uh, 
uh, fighting life soldier. Uh, uh, well, this is of of it, of, um, of any marine uh, in that uh, in that region. I, I don't. I'm not sure if it, if it doesn't include the Wagner Group and anybody else. But it's the, you got about a four hour window once you fucking engage of, of, of life expectancy. That's fucking amazing. So horrifying. You know, the thing is, too, is like, I watched like a, a guy went in, you know, down the rabbit hole last night on YouTube and got some some very, um, I would say, very political right um, ex-military people that um, basically were saying there's no way we're giving them the M1 tanks that we have, so they're going to get downgraded. And they haven't like made ammunition for that specific tank in quite some time. So like all these st- spare parts and all this ammunition, it's like when they it, when they started off, and we gave them like fucking you know, I don't know how many javelins we gave them, and um, you know a javelin basically what it is it's shot from a from from your shoulder. But as it takes off, it goes up and then comes down, and it's to go through the, the very thin uh, armor on the top of a turret. They found that they also worked very well at taking out the, the trucks that they were pulling the tanks because they didn't have fuel to pull the tanks. So what they were doing was they were taking, off the, taking out the Russian trucks and then pilfering the tanks for parts, or actually for for, for the tanks. Just strand, stranding the the, the uh, right. transport of the tank, yeah. Right, but at the same time, if you don't have the fuel, the ammunition, the ability to keep these things, you know, operating, they're fucking useless, and it's. So we say that we're going to give the Abrams and then the Germans say, okay, well, we'll, we'll give the Leopards. And then the U.S. says, well, we're not going to give you the M1A2s. We'll give you this one. And then the Germans say, well, well fuck, we're not giving them that, that Leopard. But there's 88 Leopards around Europe that we've given to other countries you can have those motherfuckers, except there's really not that much ammo for them. Mm. So it's just like this. And which, you know, the only time Mitch McConnell has anything to say uh, during all this, he hasn't said a word, but like two days ago, he just said, well, you know, it doesn't really matter. You just need to get it to him now. Now I saw that. In other words, like, one thing you can't do is deliver, so now it's time for fucking you to deliver. And it's like, oh, fuck. What, a, what an absolute clusterfuck. And we're at, are we at a year? We're almost at a year, right? There. Yeah. It's like, it's, I, I think in, 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 in several, they want to have, I uh, can't think of it, it's like Bannerhof or whatever the, they want to take that on the anniversary of one year. Whether they take it or not, they're gonna they're gonna proclaim that they take this this uh, 
And and the thing was, they've been they they called this city the meat grinder, and it has basically no military significance to either side. Mm. It's almost like that movie Hamburger Hill. You just they're just gonna fight, meat grind it out, and then three weeks later they're gonna go, okay, we don't need Hamburger, we don't need you know Hill Fifty Five anymore. Let's just move on. So. You mentioned Hamburger Hill. That that was, I thought, the best of the Vietnam. There were uh, there were a handful that came out at the same time. Casualties of War. This is all late '80s, right? Casualty mm-hmm. of War, Platoon, um, the Kubrick, uh, Full Metal Jacket, Hamburger Hill. I like Hamburger Hill the best. It didn't do. It didn't get nearly the push that the others do, got. Here's one for you. Do you know that? Um, Full Metal Jacket was shot entirely. In London, exteriors in the, too. London area. Kubrick never shot anything outside of London, right? Except maybe the moonshot. Oh, <laughs> that could have been that. That was at Area Fifty One. They flew him in. They put him on a, a clandestine train. You actually, do know that you, the, that was a thirteen-hour train ride. Thirteen-hour ride, exactly. <laughs> Nowhere fucking near. Nowhere Roswell. near. And the son of a bitch didn't listen that we were actually talking about the second incident that happened in Roswell, Georgia. So, oh, right. <laughs> you got to listen on this show. We switch, we switch shit up. Travis Kelsey keeps will the be- pedof- keeps, keeps the pedophiles on their on their toes. <laughs> You know, the funniest line ever uttered, I think I texted you this after the show. I don't know what it resonates with. I didn't react to it when you said it during the Buck Zumhoff segment last week where I talked about, I don't know, at some point we got, he was in a stall in the bathroom and you kind of just, it was just a throwaway comment. You said, bring the radio in so you can't hear the children screaming. That's pretty fucked up. I should have put it over much more than I did. I was trying to go to sleep. I was falling out of the bed laughing like a fucking mental patient. Well, that's that's, 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 that's what we are. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Travis Kelsey's going to host Saturday Night Live. So, um... I read about all the other athletes that have hosted, and I was very surprised by some of this list. And now I have to go find, like, for example, they're the ones that are obvious, like Tom Brady. I'm sure Tom Brady hosted probably more than once. Uh, Peyton and Eli Manning, Joe Montana, Bill Russell. How about him in a few Saturday Night Live sketches? He had that infectious laugh. It could have been funny. I have to find it now. Um, Gretzky. He He did one? Yes. These are other athletes that have hosted the show. Uh, Bill Russell, Gretzky, Chris Everett, Michael Jordan. I can see that. Uh, Barkley. I could see that. Uh, Jeter. Derek Jeter. Uh, what was it? 1979? Give me the date on that. Uh, yeah, scroll up a little more. There it is. 1979. November 3rd, 1979. There's O.J. Simpson. 
with a cone head. With the Bruno Maglias. Exactly. Let's DNA test that fucking head and see if that was on the scene. Um, Ronda Rousey, LeBron James. I saw John Madden. See, that's a great... That, that would be a great selection. If I had to pick athletes that I thought would have successfully hosted Saturday Night Live, I think you, Madden you, would be on there. You could have put him with Farley and got something great out of it. That would have been right. And that's just, I mean, I didn't he, see... I, he I was actually, what is it, 82. So that, that would have been... That have predated that, but yeah, he would have been great in sketches like that. OJ. Yeah. We just saw OJ was probably great. He did have good comedic timing. Uh, oh, he was a, he, he was actually from, uh, a, 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 from uh, Naked Gun. Naked Gun series. He was good in that. Um, Bob Uecker. I'm sure he was there at some point, right? Bob Uecker. Pretty, pretty damn good. Shit. Pretty damn good timing with a Marine killing knife too. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Okay, 84, so Euchre. Euchre was great. Yeah. How about Kevin Nash? Could, could Kevin Nash have hosted Saturday Night Live? I would crush that fucking show. We should get, make a push. That schedule's insane, the Saturday Night Live schedule. They, they opened a thing in Manhattan a few years ago, uh, a Saturday Night Live installation where you went in, you, you could walk through the old sets, and... Uh, you, you saw just memorabilia, costumes and stuff, but the stuff about the work week was insane. So the show Saturday night, nobody really works on Sunday. Monday, people just kind of informally trickle in whenever they can get in, and they start just talking about sketches. Tuesday, the writing starts happening, right? Um, Wednesday, now they have to order these sets. These sets are built elsewhere. I think it was in Jersey. And they get carted in on, like, Friday. So you need to have the schematic measurements, all the shit, so that sets are built on Wednesday and Thursday so they can be put on the elevator, in the freight elevator, loaded onto the uh, into the studio on Friday. They rewrite up until the last writing meeting, which is, like, 7.30 or 8 o'clock on Saturday night. They all get together back in the big room where they all sit around and they, they rework stuff. They cut stuff, add stuff. So it's, uh, so they don't really finalize the show until like 8 or 9 o'clock on Saturday. And then you got to be ready to fucking go in two hours. The insanity of it. You'd probably do okay there. You'd, you'd be all right. Worst you can do is fuck up. I think the audience likes that. Those are those uh, those golden moments when they're off script and maybe. Did I uh, see that they they couldn't stop laughing the other day? I, I watched one. Uh, a Saturday Night Live. Yeah, and I don't know if it was a newer one. God, who was it? Oh, it was the. Um, he's the cat that's on the the. Um, the Last of Us. The star on the la- The Last of Us. The, the horror film. Yeah. The uh, HBO show. Pedro Pascal. Yeah, he was he was laughing. There was uh, the uh, all right. It's it, it's time for the it's time for the stiff one of the week. It is time for the stiff one of the week. 
oh, there's just too much show. There's, we're almost an hour, and, and I haven't even gotten to the goddamn stiff one of the week. Brought to you by our friends at Blue Chew, folks. And uh, when you hear stiff one, I'm sure you think Blue Chew. You should. That's right. This segment is sponsored by none other than Blue Chew. You know what we're talking about, guys. It's that confidence boost that Blue Chew gives you. Okay, It's the unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night. Plan ahead. Be ready when the opportunity arises. Okay, The process, very simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. If you haven't done this yet, guys, you have nothing to lose. We're going to give you them for free. Hang on, and I'll tell you how to do that. Go to BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Best part, all done online. No visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Tablets are made here in the USA, prepared and shipped directly to your door, and we are going to let you try BlueChew for free. You just have to use the promo code NASH at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com. Promo code NASH to receive your first month free. You don't need a problem to take this. This is just that confidence boost that when you're ready to go, nothing's going to get in your way. You'll be rock hard and swinging. Bluechew.com for details and important safety information. We thank Bluechew for always sponsoring our stiff one of the week. Now, this one, I may have to educate some of our audience as to who Al Goldstein was. Al Goldstein was the editor of Screw Magazine and a bit a bit of a character himself. Um, Screw Magazine, for anyone who didn't know, it covered the, uh, the adult film industry. And uh, so Al Goldstein, if you were in Manhattan and you turned on your public access cable in the 90s and in the 80s, uh, late at night, you'd run into Al Goldstein's show, Midnight Blue. Who did he have on? All misfits from society were guests on Midnight Blue, from porn stars to musicians to folk musicians. But he had a segment called The Fuck You of the Week, and I always envied this. Now, this is before podcasts and the Kevin Nash podcast and the stiff one. He would go on, and whoever pissed him off that week in his life he would go to a restaurant or, or, or a company. He would call them out on the air. And I loved that freedom, that power to be able to say, okay, you did me wrong. Here it is. So here's the fuck you of the week. Uh, he turns his sights to the uh, Carlisle Hotel and very specifically the maitre d' at the Carlisle Hotel, who was not treating him nice when he went to see uh, Bobby Short, the uh, jazz musician, at the Carlisle. Bobby Short is a fine performer. The problem is that he works in a hotel, the Carlisle, on 76 and Broadway, that spits in the face of his performance. During his performance, the waiters go around. I mean, don't they respect performance? Most places will stop the service. They won't bring out coffee or food during the performance because it's intrusive. But the Carlisle is uh, interactive. They want you to have a bad time. Their maitre d', who is really a French piece of shit, his name is Gerard Bottrell. We'll give you his phone number. When I went in there, he looked at me. I didn't slip him 20 or 50, so I got the worst seat in the place. Then I'm put in the corner. I can see the stage, but I'm off to the side. My seat was bumped by the waiters, the stupid third world nation waiters, 44 times. Going to the Carlisle 
is like trying to listen to music with a Walkman during a professional football game. You get hit, shoved, pushed. After the 10th push, I said, would you stop hitting my chair? They said, we have to deliver food. The Carlisle, you should be ashamed of yourself. You don't watch Midnight Blue. You, you don't wipe your asses. You're east side important people. Al Gosin's trash. Well, fuck you. What's your name again? Gerard. Gerard, please, you, would you have to do me a favor? Call Gerard. Make reservations for phantom guests. Gerard, I hope IRS investigates you. I'd like to know how much of your green money, of your tips you're paying and declaring. You are the typical piece of shit. Your arrogance comes from the fact that you're only a, a low-class food server and you're treated badly by the clientele, so you're going to treat them badly back. It, it, it's classic, and it doesn't work. You're nothing but a French snot. You probably have anal hairs clogged up with shit. You probably blow hippopotamuses. You are a turd, a turkey, and a piece of sh There you go. Now, I did not realize that he was way ahead of the curve, and he was, he was imploding Chinese buildings. He was imploding <laughs> the empty, vacant Chinese buildings, and Back basically then. doing a show like Click This. <laughs> Unfucking believable I mean, you're talking about people that are just... I mean, just ahead of their time. That's just born too soon. <clears throat> All right. So, so did anybody think that his fucking hair on top of his head was just still coming out in, in, in full color and the rest of his? I, there's this thing going on that I've seen lately on the talking heads, and it's always the black talking heads. So there'll be a gentleman... And he'll have his hair will be terribly dark, and then his beard will be um, dark to about here, and then the bottom. And, and then his bottom is gray, which goes against all Della Reese fucking. Remember when Della Reese grew her hair out for that show? I know who Della Reese is. I don't know what show you're talking about. Caught by an angel or whatever. Oh, she, touched by an angel. Touched by an angel. Yeah. She, she grew her hair out for like five seasons, and she just grew the shit out. I mean, it started here. I mean, you know, it, it, these fucking, these dudes have gray at the bottom. Like, so what, all of a sudden, like, this shit just came in dark? Like, what the, what, what, what? Somebody has to walk me through that process is that like something that they're that? I mean, I'm a white boy. I don't. I, I don't. Judge know. Mathis is rocking that right now. I. I am him. I? Am I? Am I missing something? Is this something I could be pulling off? I don't know that you'd want to. I don't think it looks very good. I think it, but it, it may be like give me kind of a hip hop Amish type feel. And if that's what you're going for, yeah, run, run, <laughs> run, DMC. Uh, <laughs> In Lancaster, Pennsylvania, I suppose. I mean, that way there, I just get a couple of horses, tri triangle, take my time. Okay. So, Kevin, you didn't like which worker when we did it. So, so here's what I decided to do this week. No, I just, I, I it wasn't that I didn't like it. I just thought maybe we could have opened with somebody that wasn't a fucking pedophile. Well, what fun would that have been, first of all? And uh, so, what I have this week is I have. A witch worker, but I also have a witch baller. 
So since we have a live audience, we they can vote, throw in when they get to, when they think they know who we're talking about uh, for the witch worker, and then we'll do the same for the witch baller, and we'll see if Kevin can identify which NBA star. I'm talking about from these clues. Let's do the witch worker first. Uh, this individual was trained by uh, Hiro Matsuda and Eddie Graham. He debuted in 1972. He played football at the University of Tampa. Paul Orndorff. No. Okay. Good guess, though. Uh, he was approached by Mike Graham. Dick Slater. Uh, to become a wrestler. And uh, Kevin got it very early on. I was going to go on to say NWA Florida heavyweight champion, two times Florida tag team champion, Florida TV champion, Mid-South North American champion, UWF TV champion. Worked for WWE for less than a year. Appeared on Saturday Night's Main Event, Primetime, and Superstars. He was accidentally shot in the leg by Wahoo McDaniel as he was pistol-whipping a man in a bar, a parking lot, and the gun went off and hit Dickie Slater on the other side of the lot. He apparently beat up John Matusak in a bar fight in Tampa, I found interesting. And, uh, of course, we'll finish this as we do every week, arrested for attempted murder for stabbing his girlfriend with a butcher knife. And uh, if we can get a shot of Dirty Dick. Now, who was the rat? Who told me about it? It might have been Waltman a long time ago told me. There was a rat that went by the name of Dick no, Slater. We did. We, there, was a, there was a rat in, in England that looked just like Dickie in Slater. Yes. It looked like Dickie Slater. And so one time, Bam Bam brought her up to his room, and, and Tatanka and Waltman were eating their Chinese food, and they sat down in front of the room and listened to him romancing the stone. <laughs> and they hear Bam Bam go, there's some cold drinks in the fridge, honey. I mean, you're romancing the stone on Dickie Slater. God help this woman. Steve, do you have an image? For anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, imagine imagine a woman coming up to you. with. So, in, if, so that's Dickie in his good days. Um, if that... Uh... NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Woo! The five-star reviews are in, and it's confirmed. SaveWithConrad.com can save you thousands. Jimmy E. writes that we saved his family more than $1,000 a month. James S. says we saved his family more than $1,200 a month. But how much can you save? It's free to find out right now at SaveWithConrad.com. But if you've got a second mortgage, if you've got credit card debt, or even worse, if you're in a 30-year loan, it's not a matter of if we can save you money, but a matter of how much at SaveWithConrad.com. He was a tough son of a bitch, man. Nobody, I, I, as uh, Chief J. Strombo said, that that man could walk alone. All right, which baller? Ready? Okay. Yeah, this you should hit this one. Uh, attended uh, UNC, North Carolina. Uh, third all time in team steals professionally with one thousand forty one. With with where? Well, I can't tell you the city. Are you? Well, okay. So he's third. This now we're going to. We went from North Carolina, so he's. I just third. let you know where he played ball. Okay, he's in third, college. He's third in steals in the NBA. In the NBA, yes. Um, career average was seventeen point six points and five boards. He's a three-time NBA champion, seven-time NBA All Star. Retired in 
1994. And in 1990, before a game in Houston was charged with two counts of solicitation of prostitution in a sting operation at about 2.30 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I guess as a pregame ritual, uh, he was arrested after contacting escort service uh, that police monitor and two of their vice officers respond. So he requested uh, two hookers in the afternoon before the uh, 7 o'clock game. I'll give you one more. This might give it away, though. 1982 first-round draft pick. Not the first pick, but first round. All right, so he played for the Rockets. It was a it was no it was it was an away game the the arrest in oh, Houston it was an okay. away. So well the only the only three the only he would have had to pay, play with a with Chicago or Los Angeles to mm-hmm. have, to have three rings. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Norm Nixon. Mm. It was easier. It was James Worthy. Oh. But you got Los Angeles out of it. Any of any of our God, of, I, I, I mean, I mean, it's it's so he doesn't even register in my brain as what as you know that era. Like it's 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 Kareem and Magic and Magic, and right? It and overshadows it's, and it's Shaq and fucking Colby. Well, you know what's is, amazing is Robert Ory has like seven fucking rings. Robert Ory. Yeah, I remember Robert Ory. But that that Laker team, yeah, I mean, there were great players, irrespective. When you have stars like Magic, and it's it's that tough. That was to Showtime. That was Norm Nixon. That was Michael Cooper, even on, yeah, on defense. Coop was great. He was great on defense. So, <clears throat> yep, Big James. Or Ory went to fucking. Ori was on that really good Alabama team that had like Spreewell and they, they I think they went to the final four. What year would that have been? God, I don't know. Robert Ori was nineties, right? Uh yeah. would have retired mid late nineties. I remember Ori hit that shot against Sacramento and then like the next game, I think fucking Derek Fisher hit one the bit. Like they just crushed those fucking poor guys. To your mind, is the WWE worth nine billion dollars? That's billion fucking dollars. Twitter, the Twitter purchase was forty-four million billion. Sorry, excuse me, billion forty-four, which they talked about being an astronomical sum. But was still, I mean, Elon Musk would have paid about eight times the uh, the EBITDA of Twitter, right? Which is about five billion. So you figure forty-four billion. So eight times the revenue before taxes is is fair. Usually a ten times valuation. That's something like 23 fucking times the earnings. You just throw the number out, I guess. Maybe maybe when you Vince, you can. Doesn't mean he's going to get it. So, just so we have something to compare it to. Mm-hmm. I just looked up 
the um, brand valuation of the New York Yankees. Okay, so that comes with major league uh, ad revenue. Okay, that's that's part of the deal. Major league package. They have their own station. The Yankees, sta- you know, they have their own shit. They have um, their own like the, the. I mean, so. To me, stadium, obviously. Yeah, the 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 stadium. um, What what do you think that 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 Forbes has their net worth at? Well, you'd have to tell me what their earnings are, and I'll times it by ten, and I'll tell you what a fair valuation is. I'm just I don't know what the fuck. I'm just pulled it up. All right, I'll go with. Oh God! If they cleared a billion dollars, ten billion, six. Which seems high. I was going to say ten seems high, but so six billion. So six billion dollars. So do, would would you rather have the WWE for nine billion, or the New York Yankees for six billion? I'd have to look at earnings to make my decision. I have to see what they what they make what they make clear. Will I make my money back in ten years? I'll take whichever one. If I make my investment back in ten years of revenue. Uh, before taxes on WWE, I'll take that. If I make my money back and Steve's hot, Steve's hot. Steve's like, Yankees are a private organization. Yankees aren't for sale. <laughs> I'm not saying they are, Steve. Fuck, I'm sorry. Were you Barry. a Phillies fan, Steve? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yankees won't play in Saudi. Okay, I'm just I'm just trying to get some. Nine billion dollars is I, I can't wrap my head around it, so I have to, you know, I have to fucking put something out there. I watched the other day on uh, this is the kind of things I do. I was taking my my morning fucking deuce, and they had the new uh, hundred and seventy thousand dollar Corvette up against a. $400,000 McLaren. And what they did was they, they they went down, you know, the track, and then there were cones, so they had to go around the cones for, you know, for maneuverability, and then fucking straight line back. And the fucking, the McLaren, I'm thinking like, you know, how how much faster is it going to be in this Jesus? It was like the McLaren was was. It looked like it was was computer generated, as opposed to that Corvette. Now, granted, you only you're dropping a, a buck sixty eight on the Corvette, and the base model is one oh nine, and the McLaren is a true supercar. But still, it's like fuck. Not that I, I I would fit in either. So, I mean. <laughs> well, but the, right. So it depends what you va- what you personally yeah. value in a car. Right. right. I mean, you just so, might want the flash of the look. How many of us are going to drive our fucking car like you just described? Right. Uh, me all the time. Right. <laughs> Up and down the beach road. Your point being. Well, my point what's being, worth, okay, uh-huh. I mean, you you. When things become so ridiculously expensive, 
nine, nine, it was six billion dollars a Two few months, months ago. ago. <laughs> yeah, like what? The, I, I mean, I, I've been following the stock. I've been, I, I've been doing my due diligence to, to, to what I can because I am invested into the company. So of course I, I, I want to make as much as possible. But took a little ride the other day. Did you see that? Yeah. Top that was a. Did you break ninety? I think it the did. The other day, yeah, it came back down. Um, well, they, but, they, 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 when it was at sixty-six, the street said it was going to be a hundred. We we'd go to a hundred, right? So knowing Vince McMahon as you do, right? Okay, there's the break on ninety. Um, knowing Vince as you do, is he really intending to do this, or that that eight that nine billion? Is that a figure that was thrown out to dissuade sales? See, that's what I don't know. It's just like, it's almost like I have no intention in, in, in selling my house. But if somebody called me up and said, I'll give you 3.5 for your house, I'm selling my house. Mm. But if you give me market value for it, it's like, no, man. Just just the fucking, the pods sitting in front of my house with me fucking loading shit in that. that, that, that that's a fucking million dollars right there. <laughs> you want me to pack that's, this fucker that's, up? That, that that's mother, a million. Yeah, that's going to take a year off my fucking. I, I just lost a year of my life thinking about that. Forget about the fucking value of the house. My packing is going to cost you a million. Here's a good one I got the other day. Guy says to me, you know, I was I was training chest, and he said, you know, how many how many sets you got left on that? I said, fuck, I said, you know, I said you can work in with me. So he says, well, what does that mean? For those of I'm not a gym rat. What does okay. that mean? Working? You, you mean trade? So I'm, I'm, so I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing incline bench presses on a Smith machine. And cable crossovers. So I'm doing the cable crossovers first. So I'm basically pre-exhausting my pecs so I don't have to fucking press as much on my beat-up shoulders. So I've got 50 pounds on the, on the, on the flies, and i got 225 on, on the incline. So I'm going back and forth, and I'm just like, you know, if if you if you're wanting to do flies, jump in because okay. I'll be going over to do the Smith machine, and I really don't take much of a rest. I might take 45 seconds in between the superset. And the guy looks at me, and goes, "No, I don't want to throw your uh, middle-aged mojo off." And he's a younger guy. And I Get said, the fuck out of here! I mean, I, I know him. You know, he's, he's he, and I looked at him. I said, "Do you know him where he could fuck with you like that?" Oh yeah. All right. So I looked at him. I said, "I won't even give you like a rebuttal or anything. I just want you to know how stupid that sounds. I'm 63. If I'm middle aged, that means I'm going to live to 126." Dude, like, I'm not middle-aged. There's nothing like, you're middle-aged when you're fucking 37. That's when you're fucking middle-aged. 
Right. And, and people need to think about that out there right now. Oh, I am. You are really fucking middle age when you were 37. Ugh. It's fucking downhill, my men. Thank God for Blue Chew. I was going to say, that should have been in the last commercial spot. Jesus. You know what? Fucking all, all those fucking years, you know, when you, you, you're hitting your... You know, before Bob Dole was fucking selling boner pills, you know, fucking there wasn't shit out there, man. Guys fucking with, with the fucking uh, the pumps and all this shit. Thank God, fucking my shit worked. You know, now I take a five milligram Cialis every morning when I get up, and then fucking hit the Blue Chew when it's fucking when it's game time. When it's go time, you know. But the guys, I, I had Ron Jeremy on my solo podcast a couple of years ago and i asked him i said did you guys from your generation do you look at the young guys now that pop those before a scene as like like a baseball player using performance enhancing drugs like is it to you like the old school baseball players look at guys who are on the gas and uh he first pointed out that he endorses one of those pills, so he can't answer honestly. Um, but he said that it's it's done in it's such a common thing now that it's silly to even to even look at it negatively. But I take my hat off to those guys who used to ha- have to hammer yeah, home a couple the, of scenes a day. They had a fucking. I mean, they, they, what they basically did was took the fluffer out of the out of the equation. You know. Yes, but still, it's a. You know, there's days, I'm sure, it's just like, and if you were hitting it all week long, you did three or four films that week. Guys, the guys never work like that. It's the girls that work like that. Guys don't work that. Guys are lucky to get a film a week. But guys like Ron, the big names like that, they could have got Shit, I guarantee if you looked, I bet you he hasn't, if you looked at how many scenes he's done, you'd be amazed how few there are. No way. Yeah, I bet you there's not a thousand scenes. Now I have to now I have to research my buddy Ron. He's in prison for a very long time, Ron is. Right, fuck it. I just heard he got he just got transferred to Buck Zumhoff's <laughs> his cell block. Yeah. Well, he's safe because he's over 20 and covered with hair the hedgehog is. Get back to the uh, to the sale of WWE for a minute. I looked up the sales of some wrestling companies. Now these are all dilapidated they they weren't buying the uh the the corvette that you were speaking of earlier but uh but still by contrast some of the numbers were were kind of funny um wc did you know wcw's purchase price when they sold two or three it was three yeah three million not billion everybody (laughs) those of you that are younger it was million back then um um, ECW was, they were already in bankruptcy court, so uh, that allowed for uh, uh, an easy sale there. And I'll say this is my opinion after writing a book about this with Todd Gordon and looking at some bankruptcy filings from ECW in 2001, one in particular which listed WWE as a debtor for half a million dollars. So wonder what that was all about. Get Todd as God on July 27th to find out. Uh, TNA sold to Anthem Sports 
Uh, now, when you were, yeah, you were there well before this. This was late. I think this was probably yeah, 2017. You were already, you were long done there. Yep. Uh, Ring of Honor sold to Sync. What, what did what, what did Anthem pay for for TNA? They didn't. They never disclosed it. It was a private sale. So, but it included included everything. I mean, it was the library, the name, uh, some of the contracts. I guess there were some big big names still there, so they purchased the contracts. What what it. Jeff made on that whole fucking deal? See, but wasn't he? I I it would be interesting to talk to him about this. I I, I, I never. I, my whole thing is, man, it, it, like, I'm just not one of those people that needs to fucking, you know, I don't need to know people, what people make, and it, it doesn't matter to me, you know. But I'm just, just curious. a business story. Yeah, no, I, no, I'm just curious because I know that he, you know, it was, it was his company, and then Dixie came in. I never knew the, 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 the specifics on how the deal went down. Well, but Jerry was in it too initially. Yeah, in its in its original uh, incarnation, with the girls dancing in the cages. So what uh, we talked in a previous episode about potential buyers, and there was like five or six that were always bandied about. I, the the field has kind of narrowed. I keep seeing the same three here and there. That Liberty that has an interest in uh, in Formula One racing, which thing I did know about that was uh, they also have a majority stake in, uh, what is it, Live Nation, right? So one of the things I was looking at when I was looking at these companies like Comcast, which from a media standpoint would seem to be a good buyer, what experience do they have in live events? We were talking earlier today. Live event has to stay a major component of wrestling. Even for the broadcast, you can't have a half-full fucking arena in a WWE broadcast today. No. You need to handle live shows still. So it would make sense if Live Nation's a part of that. Was it a one-third stake? Yeah. Uh, so still, so they'd, they'd have that there. Um, we have a live audience here. What, what do some of the fans think? What would be? Who do you guys think would be good buyers is everyone still awake out there you need another buddy rich solo to wake you up what's going on out there um so to me they're all dead uh david letting us know that ron jeremy claims he's done over four thousand adult films probably two or three scenes per film twelve thousand scenes the hedgehog yeah he's i'll go on his credibility Disney as a buyer. So is that was he saying that Ron Jeremy should buy the WWE? That would be interesting. I I don't think from prison he's got the clout any longer. But uh, that would have been an interesting direction to take to take the com- company. Uh, Josh Henney saying that private is the best going 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 private is the best option for them. As long, as long as you've got some place to fucking show that you know, if you don't, if you don't, have, if you don't have access to your own, I mean, 
David saying Netflix to buy it and go full streaming. That's what Kevin suggested a few weeks ago, a couple of months ago when we first talked about this. I just thought it's the next progression. I mean, how many fucking uh, television shows from Turkey and India and can I watch badly dubbed in the course of a week before we get some fucking, you know, something on that motherfucker? Worth waiting. I'll be the the fucking (laughs) judge of that motherfucker. Bryant Haremza says move the content to Amazon Prime, drive people there. So that did I? I don't think Amazon. Did we hear Amazon as a potential buyer? No, Amazon actually they had like like there it was huge what they had. Um, No, their net was eleven point three. Yeah, their their net was eleven point three billion. Right. You look and 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 they're and they're wanting nine, not six, nine. <laughs> anymore. As of twenty twenty one, Disney had fifteen point nine billion in cash on hand. Forget about earnings. That's that was just that was sitting in the bank. So that purchase could happen. You know, every girl wants nine, but she'll fucking she settles for six. Settles for six. But every guy's got eleven, right? If you read forum, soft. Eleven soft. So I don't know. I, I'm I uh, I do you know the statement from Triple H this week, where he he was asked at the press conference after Elimination Chamber about his opinion about the sale. And I think he's been quiet up to this point publicly uh, through the whole. Steve says Amazon's got eighty four billion. What do they even need WWE for? that point fuck um but triple h said that uh, oh what's this here amazon's cash on hand depending on the yeah okay so amazon had, as of 2058 billion the numbers we're talking about are just they're not even real 58 billion 84 billion what does it even mean yeah and how much of, i mean how much of it is to go and take I mean, you know, the, they don't need that headache. No, they'd just rather park those fucking trucks all over the place you can get in a wreck. They don't need to run a fucking wrestling company. They already deliver the world to your house, and they have their... And, sh- have, the, and have by far the best penis-shaped fucking rocket ship. Amazon? Yeah. My son, my son wanted to kill him with a marine killing knife. <laughs> when he showed up with that cowboy hat on, my son was like, "I could cut his throat and fucking go right to bed." <laughs> they have that's right. They have Whole Foods now, so you can even get Whole Foods delivered. Yeah, they fucked that up. Amazon. Bezos, visionary. Yeah. But Paul said, uh, Triple H said that. The sale of the company is of no consequence to him as long as he gets to continue doing what he's doing in creative. He said he has the best job on the planet, and he just wants to do that forever. How can he not have an opinion on the sale of that company? He's in the family, for God's sakes. Well, I don't think that, obviously, he probably doesn't feel he has a vote. I mean, if, if, if it went from six to nine, I'm pretty sure that 
you know, they didn't rally around the flag and go, you know what we really need to do is <laughs> prop this motherfucker up 33%. Oh, he can't be having a good run of it. Oh, my God. His wife his wife leaves. Vince comes back. Uh, I, I don't envy his position. I envy his position in the job he's got, and he's great at what he does, but... I, I know that he loves it. I know. I know that. I mean, he the absolutely, job, yeah. But he also loves the industry. He absolutely loves the industry, and you know, there, there's some people, man, that just absolutely love to make, you know, like to make film. I just say they just that's they're they're put on this earth to make film, and that's what he's he's there. To, absolutely, to, to, and and the know. passion is genuine with him, but the family dynamic. Yeah, but I mean, it's probably you know, stepping all over the you know, Steph when was the la- left when, because when was came. when was the last time WWE storytelling had anything that could touch the emotion with the Sami Zayn situation? I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, I'm not saying he's not succeeding. Uh, that's not I, my I point know. at all. I, I know. I'm just saying. I, I don't know. I mean, if he's been given a, a chance, you know, I think the first episode that we did, and um, yeah, Wesley says Hogan Savage. Uh, the the last, uh, I mean, when, when we first he first took over, and we, you know, I just said he's got a blank canvas. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Paul paints. Yes, and he fucking, I mean. I, I think it's it, I think it's a it's a work of art, you know. It's he's done a very good job, and he's brought. I actually have watched that. The things that fucked me up are when you start switching shit and having Saturday pay per views, and 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 I, you know, it's just like fuck. I I can't. This is the thing that that fucks me up the most about pro wrestling and always has. I love pro wrestling. Fucking sports is my life. Like, if it comes down to me watching sports entertainment or watching the fucking Final Four, I'm sorry. I'm going to watch real fucking sports. And I'm going to do it... Like, I used to... People be like, the numbers were down. I'm like, it's the fucking playoffs. It's this, it's that. You know, across town, fucking, the Lakers are playing, you know, so-and-so, and it's, you know, it's for the 10th spot. It's for the play-in. People, they they, they, they live in that wrestling bubble. Can't live just, by the numbers. You can't live by the no, no. podcast rankings or Nielsen ratings. No, no. Now, we're at... What are we at right now, time-wise, on this show? Uh, an hour and 34 minutes. And then we were we went live at, at 2.03. So well, we, we, got, we did a half-hour live, so... Yeah, so yeah. We, got, we got three fucking hours to go. To, to be who? Got it. Hey, maybe it's just we're just not pushing the envelope. <laughs> we're pushing... <laughs> I'm pushing, pushing your ass up the hill. Um, 
but anyway, in conclusion, uh, with this issue, nine billion valuation is too high, and uh, realistically, I think that somewhere in the five, somewhere in, somewhere in that probably five, I don't know if it would be over five, but I said four would probably be safe three four because there are assets. You have a lot of assets there with that company, even if you don't use them all. Uh, there's a lot there that you can that you well. can. Make and, some money with. And, and even with the things that they have, you know, they've had really good success with shows like Rivals and Legends, and um, that's all off their library. I mean, they can, and those shows are very successful. So it's just like they're there's they're never going to run out of, you know, unique fucking. Uh, footage of they've got everything they have the magic formula they have yesterday's product they have today's product and they'll have tomorrow's product they've got merchandise out the yin yang as you know full well from your quarterly checks and they and they monetize that history they own the history i mean i will, I will say the last last quarterly was 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 bad took a dip took a dip in the ratings Hard. No. Let's see what Cornette's check looked like. All right, spring has sprung, and our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, have the best tools for some spring cleaning in your pants. They have their beard gimmick, and then don't forget what their uh, prime product was going on down south trust me your confidence is going to be blooming like the flowers look your best this spring from the waist down join the other eight million men listen to that fucking number eight million men who trust manscaped and use the code click k-l-i-q to get 20 percent off plus free shipping okay uh it's the performance package 4.0 and in this ball care bundle you're going to get the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer the weed whacker that's the ear and nose hair trimmer the crop preserver i'm a big fan of the ball deodorant myself i don't mind telling you uh the uh, crop reviver toner their boxers are great too their performance boxer briefs and uh, you even get a travel bag to hold all the goodies for your goodies, okay? That's the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, the Weed Whacker, Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, a little toner, a little spritz for yourself throughout the day. I love the boxers, okay? They are they're boxer briefs, tight but leave plenty of room. They, they're aerated. They're very light. It's great. It's listen. It's consistent with what they want to do, which is make your life down south a lot better. Okay, you're gonna save twenty percent off and get free shipping with the code click K L I Q at Manscape.com. This kit is the bomb. Trust me. Twenty percent off, free shipping with the code click. We thank Manscape, and your balls are gonna thank them too. Thank you, Manscaped. And uh, that leads us. We should do an ad where maybe like, you know, you're at like a pedicure place and the broad's got your, the tip of your, your penis and your balls are oh. 
are dipping into the the, the, the scrotum and uh, manscaping ball deodorant and conditioner. What? You're soaking in it. Oh. Exactly. Boom. Now, if they add that element to the nail salon, uh, the, the grooming down south, you'd have lines around the around the goddamn block. Fernum Schnavitz the third. I gotta say something though. I, Please I, I, do. Because one of the biggest things, especially now that it's getting warmer, like hit the fucking pits. Yeah, get your fucking get your fucking Johns. And I'll tell you another thing. If you don't think you can't take the fucking top guard off that motherfucker and get yourself in a Johnny Bench position and go in there into the fucking cave and go ahead and take care of some of those slagtites that are holding on to toilet paper. You can blast that shit out for a fucking... You you need to knock all that out because the last thing you want to do is fucking get out of bed after you've been fucking joisting around for an hour and a half and fucking see something out of the corner of your eye drop and it's a fucking dingleberry fucking wrapped in a fucking it's like oh like i could have fucking so easy of manscaped that out of my life yep slide that guard right off go right up against the skin and, and hit get that those shit fucking, right out of there get those armpits you got to use half the deodorant you don't get that your fucking shirt doesn't stink halfway through the day you're not doing this going oh fuck that's me just some tips guys just yeah. some tips could definitely use Just it some tips from I a do. from a middle-aged guy. Middle-aged guy who's obviously whose whose ball care game is fucking strong. Well, I mean, I, I passed Barkley in, in, in the Atlanta airport right before. This is before my my last September flight. He said, "He said Nash, you're still fucking, you still manscaping, you still got that strong ball game." I said, "You know I do, baby." That Charles? Yeah. Fernam Schnavitz uh, throwing in here, Kev. He would like to ask you, who would you rather have as a tag team partner in a match if your life depended on it? The Yeti, Buck Zumhoff, or Sean? Winners get Detroit-style pizza for life. I'm going to go with Sean because that way there I know we're going to be eating round pizzas. Fucking A. We're going over. I've got my title belt here, for God's sake. Knew this thing would eventually come in handy here. This fucking thing. Oh my god. What is that? This was made. Ah, oh, commentaries. You gotta put them over here. Somebody, the guys that make the belts for all the federations. There Other they. Other way, pumpkin. There we go. They made a uh, kayfabe commentaries. They declared us the uh, wrestling media world champion. They with the uh, timeline logo and was that guest booker? What is that one there? I can't even see. Oh, breaking kayfabe. All of our shows on the sides there, so it's nice. It's a nice Some, little uh, office piece. Yes, absolutely. It's right up there. Exactly. These fucking things were heavy. You had to carry the shit in your fucking bags. Oh my god. Uh, fucking rib. <sighs> there for a while, me and me and Sean were. I was the world champ and the tag. Oh. And he he was the IC, and yeah, we used to drag those fuckers through. This is Christmas. Yeah, you could have it. I'd rather chase. Yeah, I wonder why my fucking shoulder's gone. Uh, um, let's see. Evil Beave 
asks, says, uh, Kev is always great with the pop culture references. I want to test his pop culture memory. Uh, Kev, who shot JR? You know what? Some, uh, it was a, it was a woman and I can't remember who, I, I can't, it's, it was such a disappointing payoff that it, uh, was the actress Charlene Tilton? I don't think so. That actually did the uh, the dirty deed. They'll let us know. Let's see. Oh, Kristen Shepard. Yeah, yeah. that was, was huge. Pull, pull, pull her. You know, it was it was huge as they waited for the the payoff, and the payoff was fucking a one inch cock. Well, but they had to make it very. Uh, Mary Crosby was the name. Uh, they had to make it a, a very outlandish because uh, people were guessing all the. Yeah, so the why, why not pick somebody that that, that nobody wanted? <laughs> well, uh, they tried to get Buck. Yeah, they tried, they tried to get, to get B- Buck Zuma off, but I guess he was at a kids' party. He's playing a Pogo the clown. Uh, any questions from the audience? We have fans here. What have they for us? Kevin, when X-Pac came back to WWE and formed the new DX with Triple H uh, and the new NAO, uh, do you think Road Dogg and Billy Gunn were a good fit? And do you did you get along with the New Age Outlaws on a personal level? Yes. we got. I thought they were a good fit, and I've, I've always gotten along with those guys. Okay. Uh, Thomas says, uh, hey, Big Kev. Time to set the record straight. Was HBK's lost my smile speech legit, or was it a puss out of doing the job to Brett at Mania? P.S. R.I.P. Tristan. Uh, I don't have to say. You'll have to ask him. I I wasn't there when he lost his smile. Okay. Ben Gusa, ever frequented the... Ganella sandwich shops, either on Fort or Telegraph. The fuck is he talking about, Kevin? That's well, Fort and Tel. I mean, that's up in Michigan, but I'm not a sandwich guy, so no, I, I, I don't know the Ganella's sa- sandwich shops. Sounds like a slang for your balls, doesn't it? The Ganellas. Hey, watch my fucking Ganellas over here, smacking. You can eat a sandwich, eat my Ganella. Eat my Ganellas, motherfucker. That's, I think that's what Joe Pesci said when he took the sunglasses <laughs> off when he was watching Sam's set. This guy could suck my ganellas. Someone from the audience, what do we got here? Bryant, it's the 1980s. It's Lakers versus Celtics, and it's Game 7 of the NBA Finals, and you can be courtside. Would you rather be at the Garden or the Forum? Excellent question. Better pussy at the forum. Oh, well, is that the only reason you'd base this decision? (laughs) Yeah, he's like, yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the forum, you could sit next to Jack, right? That would be pretty cool. I want to be in, 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 well, it would be June, so. No, that, that no was, air conditioning at the, yeah, at the, floor, yeah, that, at the that, garden? That, that old 80s garden was a shithole. I'm sorry. I mean, it, it's like when I came back, it was like one of the last, there was maybe four or five games before they were knocking Tiger Stadium down. So I took my, I 
flew home. I took my son and my wife. I wanted him to see, you know, and the Tigers, like, brought us in the locker room and showed us around. Like, we got the, the VIP. The lockers were the same lockers that fucking Ty Cobb was in. I mean, they were as wide as it was. They were as wide as my shoulder. It was so, you know, half the seats underneath home plate had televisions because they're obstructed views, and you'd watch the the game on a TV. <laughs> you couldn't get a fucking drink to save your life. And I'm going home at this time. I was living in Phoenix. It was Bank One Ballpark. They had fucking beautiful women as waitresses serving fucking cocktails and food. They shut the top. You'd walk in. It'd be 74 degrees in that big fucking building in the middle of the desert. It was like, I said, man, I, I got, I, I, my brother said, what do you think? I said, Man, between you and I, I said nostalgia's fucking great, but knock that motherfucker down. Mm. You know, I said it was it was not a pleasant it was it was great in, you know, sixty five, sixty four when we went for our first time and, and watched the game, but no not When so you much. wrestled you wrestled at the Boston Garden, obviously, right? Didn't yeah. I, I was I was the last match at the old Boston Garden. Me me versus Sid. Did the uh, did the excitement of the fans outweigh the lax conditions of the building in any way, or was it just a bad experience? No, no, it, no. It was. A, I, I loved it. Oh, okay. I, I was the first one eliminated in a Survivor Series there. No, but I, did you love it for the for the for the hoop to the historical basketball significance, or or was it a great city to work wrestling wise? Well, we always stayed down in Revere, you know, outside of the city. Yeah. We stayed down, we stayed down in Revere. There was old Hojo's down there that had like a Benihana's, and there was a good, a couple of good gyms down there. So, you know, that, that, that was kind of, you know, you stayed in a city. Like, you didn't stay in, you know, Boston proper because the room would have cost you fucking three bills. Mm-hmm. So you got to go out someplace that's a little, little rough, you know. To uh... I just can't imagine working in a ring for a half hour in July in the fucking garden. Just take. It's a like shower. an outdoor show. Yeah, just take a shower. Don't just put a pair of shorts on, underwear and shorts. Don't put a shirt on. Just keep your towel. Sit in the car, put the air on, drive for a while, and eventually, fucking, you cool off, get some beers, and put your shirt on, and you're ready to go. But do you gas out like fucking five minutes into the? I tell you the worst. The worst thing to me was always when you'd go to Denver. Of altitude. Oh fuck, man! And I don't care how many. I did it not too long ago. Uh, just was was. Got in late, and the guy was, I, I didn't want the guy to, you know, to circle that motherfucker and come back in a, in a, in a car you know, would take six weeks. So I said, man, I'm on my way, so I'm hustling. And I got all my 8x10s in my briefcase. So my, my briefcase is probably 25 pounds, <laughs> and I'm fucking switching hands, and, you know. And all of a sudden, I'm thinking, like, fuck, am I, I going to have a fucking heart attack? 
And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? And it was just like that altitude sickness that quick because I was pushing myself mm -hmm. and I got off the plane on top of that and I had a couple of cocktails. It was just like, oh, mm -hmm. fuck, man. But uh, If you play for the Broncos, do you ever just get used to it? Or you just Yeah, you, you, I, I, I would have to say that like, if you're in one of the Nuggets, that's got to be a huge home court advantage. Right. I mean, you know, think about it. When, you know, Mexico City, like they, and then they go to Colorado Springs, which I think is another two thousand feet uh, higher than Denver for the Olympic training grounds. Yeah, I, I wrestled Hunter on. Uh, <clears throat> well, I think it was on Raw for like twenty something minutes in Colorado Springs, and then got out of there, flew to L.A had a body cast made of myself for the Punisher, went and trained legs, got on a plane, flew to fucking Sydney, wrestled in Sydney, had dinner with Sean in his room the night after the, the, the matches, went to walk across the fucking uh, lobby to the next town, Melbourne, and fucking passed out just flat in the fucking middle of the... And had all these tests done when I came home, and they, you know they, they said you basically they they found a lot of uh, young CEOs and a, a lot of young uh, investment people that just basically had pushed so hard, and if you know your body runs on a synapsis, you know electrical synapsis in your brain, he said basically you had a brownout. He said you wow. should just you just had a brownout. I said, Is that the only time that happened to you? One other time, but I think somebody put something in. I was at Buck Sumhoff, so I was just fucking hanging <laughs> out. And, uh, I was going to say, you were at the baseball game sitting behind home plate, maybe. <laughs> Brown out. <laughs> yeah. Brown eye. But, uh, no, I said, that's the only time I've ever had that happen. Okay, VT asks, uh, says, loves, love the show. I started going back to the gym, inspired by Kev. You have a unique view, having played pro ball and wrestled. Did you ever meet Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders, or others who did two sports at once? Will we ever see that again? I, I had, uh, God, I, I've seen Bo quite a few times because we're all uh, Dr. Andrew's disciples that, you know, he's, Dr. Andrews has put all of us back together again. And he was the one that basically saved Bo's hip mm. and allowed him to uh, to play baseball after the, the injury with the Raiders. But um, I saw Bo not too long ago in, a, in a, one of the sky lounges. And we were sitting up there and we were watching golf. And um, it was a Sunday. And so this guy sat down next to him. And he said, Herschel fucking Walker. <laughs> Is that like when people call you Rick Nash? <laughs> no, because, I mean, it's just Rick Nash I get. Herschel Walker it looks nothing like Bo Jack. And Bo looked at him. He says, no, motherfucker. Like, and just, it, it just turned his back to the dude. And the, the guy just didn't get it like he just didn't and I said Bo does that happen to you a lot some asshole not know who the fuck you are and then the guy was just like oh that's Bo Jackson 
The fucking guy was on every commercial on television for like five years. That whole yeah. bow nose campaign for I was Nike, yeah, right? Her- Herschel didn't fucking. The only thing Herschel got was that that sweet ass run as a fucking senator up there in Georgia. <laughs> I'm assuming that hadn't happened yet uh, when when you're talking about this. Uh, no, thing. no, no. Herschel Walker, Jesus Christ! I I didn't think that uh, I don't think that Bo thought that uh, he was in the same vicinity as. But when was the last time we had somebody do the dual sport thing? Was it Dion? Oh, let me think. Jordan played baseball, but that was after basketball, right? But he didn't, he didn't play. I don't think he played Major League Baseball. No, it wasn't Major League. He played out in Peoria. He played out, I actually went out to the, uh, the, uh, the park that he was uh, at spring training in. And he actually signed a baseball for me. I got oh, that's a, cool. I got a Michael Jordan signed baseball, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it has to be. To me, the fucking kid from the Angels, the, the, the Japanese kid from the Angels, man, that fucking hits 40 home runs and, <laughs> and fucking pitches 20 wins. I mean, he's. That's about. That's pretty fucking. Uh, you know. Tommy, yeah, Tommy, and he's up for he's he's a this is his like free like, after this year he's a free agent. He should ask for nine billion. We got a question in the house. We'll wrap it up with some some was, live fans. It was it was six, right? But, but uh, what a difference three months makes. Steve's coming up with one. Tim Tebow. Yes, you're right. Very great athlete, just man. Just it's almost like he was. If he would have gotten some trouble, like if he wouldn't have been like going to fucking, you know, doing things with Christians. Well, he was religious, and yeah, uh, like it's it's almost like if they if just just like a. Small, like, you know, concealed weapon fucking violation. Just anything, you know. His agent should have... He needed Buck Zumhoff's agent is, yeah. is what he needed. Or, or the, just... But the, I think the, the boom box alone would have changed <laughs> his complete perception. Let's, uh, let's get some local, uh, local fans in here. Our friends from ad-free shows... Uh, Josh says, thank you. Yesterday was super rough. Today better, but not great. Least I can breathe without wanting to cry. Josh had some uh, health issues, those of you listening to us, and uh, actually uh, tweeted out from the hospital. And I think I, in my sensitivity, told him, enough of this shit. We got a live show coming up. You better be out of the hospital, and I better see you there. And I'm happy that we did. Josh is here. Come hither. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, Bobby, what was your first scripted WWE promo? Fuck, who knows? You were still all improv, right? Like, like ni- your 95 run, that the title run. That, that was still all you could get up and say what you wanted to say, right? You were not given a script. Yeah. It wasn't until I came back. Right. 
in 2002 or whatever when they started handing you and then going down at one o'clock and having rehearsals and I'm like what the fuck like you guys just took a fucking like a chill fucking job and just now made it you know fucking doing the uh the roof on a bowling alley <laughs> like tar <laughs> We just tarred the roof on a bowling alley. Boy, this is fucking fun. You can't even get a fucking Schindler's List. Fuck, we felt like men after they gave us a beer. Fuck um, that. Uh, WCW was all improv, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. All right. Anyone else? We'll finish it up with Adam. Can I ask how many zeros were in the check you got for the movie Slaw? I ask because after seeing the production value, I feel I could match that to smoke some jackknife and chill. Was that a was that an indie type contract or Dude, the only reason I do movies like that is because they're SAG and you have to qualify so much and I was like Seventy nine hundred dollars shy of the insurance of my insurance, <laughs> and I got seventy nine hundred dollars to do that fucking film for a day. So that was eighty four percent of the budget. I heard <laughs> it doesn't matter. I fucking got my insurance. My wife got my air insurance. My son got his insurance. It's called fucking. It's it's called. I don't give a fuck if anybody sees it. I don't give a fuck if somebody sees it and says it sucks. It's the worst movie ever. I got my insurance. But listen, and I got paid. That's the thing people don't understand, and and it it gets kind of crazy when you're when you decide to go pro as an artist, an actor, painter, writer, whatever people pay you to do. Um, you can't discriminate as much as one uh, might imagine with your artistic merits. It's a job. It, you're, if you were a plumber, are you going to choose based on which customer has the nicest toilet that you're going to work on? I, I don't like the tile in that bathroom, so I'm not going to work on this. You do the job. You go and you do the goddamn job. You punch yeah. the clock. It's like Big Bob used to do at the factory. You, you punch the clock. There's somebody. There's somebody you could write a check to, looking to do a job. That's right, I and mean, that was my whole thing. When when they called my agent, and she said, "Do you want me to send the sides?" And the first thing I always say is, "What does it pay?" <laughs> that's my first. That's my first question. What's it pay? Boys, start working on the shirt. <clears throat> then, 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 then when I find out what it pays, I say, "Where does it shoot?" Third question, am I at any point in prosthetics? Oh, that's a good you, one. Because you learn after being in prosthetics in one film, that ain't fucking no. Uh-uh. Unless I'm Frankenstein and I'm getting fucking seven figures to play Frankenstein, I ain't fucking... Ask Dave Batista how that Dax fucking thing was to him. Oof. Jesus. Mm. Well, Kev, you're my Frankenstein, certainly. And uh, 
I thank uh, I thank our uh, our audience who always like to come out and hang out with us a little bit. I want to remind everyone that Click This is a production of Butch and Sundance Media, produced in association with Podcast Heat, created by Tristan Nash. Kevin Nash and Sean Oliver, producer Steve Kaufman. Graphics by Dominic D'Angelo, title sequence and audio edit by Wesley Burleson. Theme song by Dale Oliver, except the outro you're hearing is by Tristan's band, The Builders. I should say that every week because I read it over the song. Never mention that. Uh, copyright 2023, Butch and Sandance Media. Kev, do you want to do another one? If I fucking make it home from Pensacola without being fucking. Uh, See how it goes. Stay tuned. I'll be here. Fuck, I got nowhere. I'm like fucking mayonnaise. I got nowhere else to go. And we'll see all our ad-free friends tonight, live nine o'clock, for our uh, our fun bed matches that we'll cover. Deuces, everybody. Yeah.